Shalom Aleichem, it is Chaf Gimel of Tevet, and Mishnah Yomi continues, finishing the 20th chapter in Shabbat, and Bezrat Hashem starting chapter 21. So, the last Mishnah, Mishnah Hay, in chapter 20, Akash Shagobe Hamita, the straw that's on your bed. Don't you hate it when you go for Shabbos nap and there's straw on your bed? Well, back then, typically, they might not have had a mattress. They might be using straw as the bed. However, Mishnah says, Lo Yenane no Biado. You can't move it with your hand, only with your body. Now, the reason for this is that most straw, even though sometimes you use straw for your bed, most straw is actually for hasaka, for fueling the fire, and therefore it's muksa. And therefore, since it's muksa, you can't move it with your hands, but you can move it with your goof, with your body, just push your body into positions, your shoulders, legs, whatever, to get comfortable, because that's called tiltul min hatsad. Uh, moving something from the side, meaning moving it with your body instead of with your hands. Veloshme tiltal, that's not halakhali considered tiltal of muksa. The Mishnah continues, If this straw was actually designated as food for animals, or there was already a pillow on top of the straw from Erev Shabbos, or a sheet or a blanket, then this straw is not muksa because either it's food, food for animals is not muksa, or he already put his pillow down or his blanket on top of this, so it's actually designated now as his bedding, and the straw is not muksa, and he can use his hand to get it into the right position for his Shabbos nap. Mishnah continues, machbeish, a press. And this is a press they would use, uh, instead of like ironing clothing to get out the wrinkles, they would press them with this board to flatten them and squish them and make them nice and smooth. So this machbeish shobali botim, a homeowner's household press, that everyone has one of these back in the, you know, in the, in the back room. Matirin, of all low kovshin, you can open it up and take the clothing out on Shabbos, but you can't actually use it to press clothing on Shabbos. And this is means you're taking out clothing to use on Shabbos. But you can't put in clothing because it takes a while for the press to flatten out the clothing. So really, that would be preparing for the weekday, preparing for the next day. So you can't put in clothing on Shabbos. Vishal Kovsin, if this machbesh, this press, belongs to professional laundrymen, the dry cleaners press, their industrial professional grade press, lo yigabo, that's muksa. It's a kli that's used professionally, and you can't touch it at all. The Bartner here explains that since it's very tight, this professional industrial grade press is extra tight. So then opening it up is like soter, is like demolishing domelastira. It's like doing a malacha. Other people explain that it's muksa machmas chesron kis. It's an expensive, precision, professional grade instrument, this press. So you can't touch it at all. It's muksa. He says if it's already opened, they already took out the pegs that hold the pressing board down from Erev Shabbos. You can take off the top board and take the clothing from it. But the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. On to chapter 21, chapter Chaf Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. Notil Adam et Beno, a man may pick up his son, the Evan Biado, even though he has a stone in his hands. Now, we're talking about an issue of muksa. The stone is muksa, so even though the son is carrying the stone, the Tati can still pick him up. Now, we're talking about in a place where it's not Rosh Rabim, it's Rosh Yachi, that's a, it's a, you know, enclosed area. So the, the issue here is not carrying. The issue here is the boy is holding something muksa. So why is this allowed? Because the father only intends to pick up the child. For example, the child has gaguim, he's crying. We mentioned this concept way back in Perak Vav Mishnatet, where the father who was going away on a business trip used to take one of his shoelaces 
and tie it to the child's arms. The child wouldn't get lonely. So here this child already got lonely. He's crying, so the Tati needs to pick him up. And uh, he's carrying a stone, but the intention is to pick up the boy. And the boy happens to be carrying the stone, which is muksa, but he has no intention to pick up the muksa. And there's a very important lesson from this, that, of course, we compare our, our Hashem, Hashem Yitzbarach, the creator of the world, to Avinu Shabashamayim, that he also acts as our father. And, of course, Hashem said in Shemot, B'ni B'chor Yisrael, he, should, uh, he tells Moshe to tell Paro that, that the Am Yisrael, the Jewish people, are his firstborn children, B'ni B'chori. So even, even if we, the Jewish people, the children, are holding a stone, meaning we have, you know, in our, in our possession, in our, our, mitzi, our situation is one where we're maybe not holding on to the best midos and the best behaviors. We have some things that we need to fix that we're holding on to. But if we're crying out for Avinu Shabbat we're crying out for Hashem to please save us, please pick us up, Hashem can still pick us up, even though Lamaisa, we're holding on to some bad habits that we should throw away. So that's that's the Hasidic Shabbat in uh, in Mishnah Aleph Perik Chafalaf here. But the Mishnah continues called Kola for Evan Betocha. You can also pick up a basket with a stone inside. Now the Gemara qualifies this, and the Bartner explains we're talking about a basket that has fruit inside, also not just a basket with a stone. The stone is muksa, and we're talking about fruit that you can't pour out. If it's just almonds and walnuts, you could pour that out. You could tilt the basket, pour those out, and you don't have to mess with the stone. You don't have to pick up the basket with the stone. We're talking about things like strawberries and uh, olives and things like this. Uh, grapes, where if you pour them out on the floor, some of them are going to get squished and get ruined. So you kind of have to carry them in the basket. And the Bartner also explains, this is when the Evan is dofalo, when there's like a hole in the basket and the grapes might fall out. So what they did was they stuck the stone on one side to sort of block that hole, block that opening. So you, you really, when you're picking up the basket, you're kind of taking the stone with it. So there are qualifications to that in the Gemara. The Mishnah continues on a similar theme, metaltolin trumatmeya im ha if he has a basket that has contaminated, ritually impure truma, that's the first tithe given to the Kanim, inside, now that's not fitting to be eaten, but if there's also truma tahora, pure truma, or regular food, hulen, then he could carry the contaminated truma along with the edible food, which is not muksa. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda adds, af malin et hameduma be'echadumea, one can even take out or lift up that one part out of 101 that was bottle, that was meduma, meaning one piece of truma was mixed with 100 pieces of hulin. And we discussed this many times in Zerayim, in Mesechet Trumot, and others about being mevatel truma, that if one piece of truma falls into 100 measures, equal measures of hulin, then it is bottle. But we still have to scoop out one measure and give it to the Kohen to fulfill the mitzvah of Netinat's truma to the Kohen, even though Lemaisa, it was batal, and technically it's all hulin. Now, the partner here explains why this isn't metaken, why this isn't tikkun, because he already said you can't be mafresh trumot and maisrot on Shabbat, so he explains why it's not tikkun. He says, chashvinan, uh, we consider this ke'ilu munachat la levoda We consider this one bit of truma as if it's resting by itself and not mixed up with the hulin. It's like, not that they stirred it, you know, it's, it's wherever it fell. Kasha'ola, when he scoops out this one measure to give to the Kohen, ha-truma otzma shanafla olet. We consider that halachically as if it's the exact same seya or scoop or measure of truma that fell in is coming out. Hilkach lov metokenhu. Therefore, he's not metaken the rest of the food to be fit for eating on Shabbat. However, he concludes, ain't a locker of Yehuda, but the law is not like that.